Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Tuesday, Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO for the next two hours. Trent Condon and Ken Miller talking sports with you. Thanks for spending some of the morning into the early afternoon here with us. Uh, coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today, we'll start at the bottom of the hour with Dave Sprow, covers Iowa State for 1430 KASI, our sister station in Story County. Dave Sprow on Iowa State coming up here at 1130 and what lies ahead for them as they... Uh, Brought the curtain down on the home portion of the men's basketball season last night. So Dave Sproul first. Then Shelby Master does the brackets for the Gannett newspaper chain. Bracketwag.com is his site. As of this morning, he still has Iowa State on the five line, as precarious as that may be. Iowa a seven for Shelby. He has Drake winning the Valley, by the way, and getting in under 12. So I hope he's Dead right about that one. Uh, but uh, Shelby Mass coming up here uh, at uh, 11.50. Adam Emenecker, more on Drake and the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament at 12.05. Doco Pizza sponsors our weekly conversations that sadly are coming to an end. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully there's a big dance opportunity for those Bulldogs, but that would mean they would win the... Is it going to be a rubber match? Does it feel like Bradley and Drake are... On a collision course again? Yeah, I would be... I hope so, man. I would be pretty surprised if that's not what we get in the championship. I, I mean, hope yeah, so. Upsets happen in a... Sure. But they they feel like the clear They've top two. They've separated themselves, yes. There's right? a pretty big gap between those two and everybody And Southern else. Illinois. Yes. Who sits at the three. That voice was Trent Condon. We'll get to him in a second. And then uh, we're going to talk some baseball to re, uh, to finish out the... Pro- well, Trent's plays of the day. We'll finish out the program. Uh, but uh, Matt Snyder, who will join us weekly during the baseball season, he's gearing up and he will uh, join us on the rule changes, what we've seen the first week. I'm just ready to talk some baseball, and Matt Snyder's going to accommodate Trent and I and do just that with us uh, at 12.30. So uh, we head up to Ames. We'll get there in a second. You had um, Iowa Girls Union responsibilities last night, so you watched the game on tape. Yes. um, which Headed on, but... You were lucky, Trent, because that bad boy was two and a half hours long. Well... And there was no overtime in this game. So I get out of Wells Fargo last night at just after 10 o'clock. And walking back to the car, check the score. Oh, all right. We're in good shape here. Got home, and I was able to watch the last 20 minutes of the game. You really were? Yeah. Jeez. I mean, that's how ridiculous it is. And then I went back. Those and two schools, it's just a marathon. It, it is. And you have, of course, the elbow to the face of Jazz Koontz. Oh, that and was bad. That was, what, 10 minutes? Yeah, that was, a, that was a long time before they, well, they settled it out. And then they thought they had it right. Then they mm-hmm. went back and looked again. I think in the end, they got it right. I believe that. You I mean, do? I think it was a flagrant two, and you have to... Well, that part of it, absolutely, they got And right. then Kuntz kicks his leg. He <sighs> just got hit in the face. I get it. I get and it. the guy's on top you're, of him. You're preaching to the choir. I, I did not like that call. I did not like it, and if I would be hypocritical to say, as a guy that comes to Conor McCaffrey's defense every time when he gets a little skirmish mm-hmm. and he gets involved, and a guy who wishes there was a guy on every team that you know has the attention of the other team, 
with the background, my sports background, <laughs> yeah. growing up, I'd be hypocritical to say that I didn't like what Caleb Grill did. It wasn't. A, it was not a. I think a significant, a worthy, technical worthy push. He absolutely extended both of his arms to tell the the kid that Mitchell to, you know, knock it off or whatever. Uh, the double technical. I think by the letter of the law, it was right. Uh, that doesn't mean I have to like either of them. And when Coots, you know what? Make your free throws. We're not having this discussion. Well, A, he got hit in the face, and then it was a 10-minute delay. I just, I can't kill him on that. I mean, there's plenty of times to kill him. It turns out, you got to get walloped in the face, mm-hmm. and a six-point lead goes to one. Yeah, I know. It was huge. And then they got another bucket on top of that before Iowa State scored again. It was, it's just, if you watch... I mean, there's been one of those years, right? Mm-hmm. Been one of those years that I can't think I've ever seen that before. I'm not sure I've ever seen this before. The flagrants turn out to be an advantage for the team that did the elbowing. Two technical fouls against Iowa State on that play. Mm-hmm. The kick by Koontz and the and the push by Grill. The Grill one, I was f- fine with the technical being fault. It was it was Koontz. He just got hit in the face, mm-hmm. and he he was trying to get him off him. Yeah, but was he really on him, or were, they, were the legs kind of entwined? Well, and that was the thing, too. It, but again, he just got elbowed in the face. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're a little out of it after that. Yeah, it, yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, you're seeing stars, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what kind of tough guy you are. You That happens, and that's a fight-or-flight response. I had, I really struggled with that. Caleb Grill, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You come in there, you can't. You just can't do that. That's third man that, in. There was the first angle looked a lot worse, and a couple of those other angles... It didn't even look that bad either. It what Grill did, I agree with you. It wasn't a, a, a uh, an egregious shove of an opponent. But you can't just point to this because he came back and he ended up get, getting back up. What six, seven at one yeah, point? No, they were up by or eighty. And I think it was seven. I think it was seven. Two minutes after, yeah, Iowa was, State had reclaimed the lead and pushed it to seven. I want to. It was fifty eight fifty one. Right. Jaron Holmes hit a bucket in the paint. Fifty eight fifty one at that point, mm-hmm. and then it just time in and time mm-hmm. out. West Virginia responded. And Joe Toussaint. And you know what? If you're a Hawkeye fan uh-huh. and you see this Joe Toussaint that's played Iowa State both games this year, think to yourself, where the hell was that? <laughs> that guy. Now you saw it briefly. Uh-huh. But if you watch West, if you don't watch a lot of West Virginia when they play Iowa State, you tune in, you see he's one of the better players on the floor for the Mountaineers. I mean, honestly, who are you taking right now as your starting point guard? Aaron Ulis or Joe Toussaint? Joe Toussaint. It's not even close. Right. He's a much better player and uh-huh. how much better this Iowa team could be. He was ready to leave. And yeah, sure. And it was good to see Hawkeye fans celebrating that, well, having fun probably along with it, being at Iowa State. I but, think the latter trend. Yeah, but there wasn't the negativity, even when he left, you know, that you'll a lot of times hear a guy that a was CJ getting Frederick well, being on one end of the scale. Uncle Joe, and, that moron. Yeah. What a punk. That guy sucked, and he still does, but that was a different circumstance. This one was kind of like Jack Nungy, hope the best for him, those mm-hmm. kind of things, and you heard the same thing for Tucson, who was... Excellent last night. Trent, the free throws down the stretch, yes. just it was just money, Calm, just absolute cool, money every single time. Yeah, but it's not the, the three te- balls that he made early in the game, huge. Not the technicals. You know, one of my surprises, and again, watching it full then at eleven o'clock last night was afterwards reading the articles, and it was a lot of, well, they played better. I mean, is this just? Looking for a silver lining with this team that has completely collapsed. They have. I mean, there's no two ways about it. No, there's none. You lost to two of the worst teams at home in conference. You, you like them in the next two? Anybody like them in the next two? No. No, of course you don't. No, not at all.
You can't. I mean, they're going to go to Waco this weekend to get pasted. This is, and, not- and that wouldn't be a bad thing because if they if they limp into the Big Twelve tournament, look, they're not winning the Big Twelve tournament. No. Get out and get some rest. And I mean, right now we're at the point where Jerry Palm has them as an eight seed today. No, they're not an eight seed yet. They're probably six. And on the verge of trending towards, I mean, think of the, the how far this team is. Last week, Bet Rivers had a prop. You could bet on this, folks. Mm-hmm. Three and a half was the number. The seed, three and a half. Are they going to be a three? You think they were going to be a two, one or two or three? You take the under, right? Um, oh, I got to imagine they lost a boat. Well, I don't know how much of their limits were, but anybody that thought <laughs> this team was still trending towards a top three seed right. was out of their minds. Iowa State currently a bracket matrix that uh, puts together all 97 brackets. 97 brackets now up there at bracket matrix. Has them as the top five seed on average. The top five seed. The top five seed. Shelby has them the last five seed. So they have them as team 17. Yes. Okay, so they're not getting to a seven. I don't, that would, they would have to fall eight places for them to get to the seven line. But when the committee gets together and they're putting everything together, and they're going through and they're looking at this Iowa State team in the circumstance you laid out. That is 17 and 14. 17 and 14. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot of quad one wins. Also, mm-hmm. 14 losses mm-hmm. on that ledger. How easy is it going to keep them a four, a five, even a six seed? Mm-hmm. We've never seen a 14 loss seed team as have, a six? As a six, even. You know, I'll take your word for it. I'd, I, I, can you remember any? Well, I don't know if there's is, is there been a fourteen loss team that has all, those, those wins were all quad ones, not all quad ones, but you get my point. Right, had a boatload of them. I I struggle to see that. You know, thinking back of some teams, I'm kind of scrolling through here, going back teams with a lot of losses. Let, let's see. Uh, I went back to 2017. Michigan had eleven losses in the regular season. They were a seven seed. Good resume. Power numbers were really good throughout the course of the year. That team went on to the Sweet 16, but you know they were kind of in the similar circumstance. They were 20th in Ken Palm, so a power number there. They were a seven seed. Um, let's see. South Carolina, the year they went to the Final Four, they had 10 losses in the regular season. They were a seven seed that year. This is 10 losses we're talking about. 14 right. losses. I think it's going to be difficult for the committee to get past that, we do, but, the, all, but the conference that they that they represent, though, yeah, I get that. But what are they going to be? Eight and ten in the conference? Mm-hmm. That's tough to swallow. In too. All likelihood, you're talking yeah. about a team yeah. even as great as the Big Twelve is, and it's great. Mm-hmm. You're going to say that this committee is going to put that team above? I don't know a Virginia team that's going to be sitting at. What's Virginia right now? Uh, looking at their record, the Who's are da 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 Virginia. Can't find they them. are thirteen and five in conference. See, in and conference play, they're, they're twenty one and six overall. Yep. So let's, they finish twenty five and seven. Iowa State's going to get a better seed than that Virginia team. No, they're not going to. I don't think so. Miami, same thing. Twenty six and seven. Twenty six and uh-huh. they're going to. Nope. Sorry, Miami. But does it when you when you. Factor in where they play ACC Big Twelve. I, I get does that. that come into it? It, it? it better. Well, it should. What about a TCU? TCU looks as though they might be. They're kind of in Iowa State's boat, right? They're eight and eight. Well, that's going to matter what they decide about Mike Miles when he was out because well, they're that's a different a fair team. Point too, because you got a fact that then maybe that's not a good comp because of the fact that their best player was out for an appreciable amount of time. 
I just, that's what I struggle with. I understand the resume. I get the quad one victories. I understand why many bracketologists have them that high. I just worry about the committee. We've seen this before. Mm-hmm. We've, I brought up before, the year Iowa went to the first four, their resume absolutely should not have been sent to the first four. They had a resume that should have been at minimum a 10 seed. Was probably that the a, Tennessee year? Yes. Yeah. An eight, nine, they probably should have been an 8-9 when you look at the totality. But what did they do? They collapsed down the stretch. And even with a resume that was very good that year, they were shipped off to Dayton. I could see the same thing happening here. Not shipped to Dayton, I'm not saying that. But the seeding not matching up with quad one victories, strength of the conference, all those So what do you things. think the, 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 the floor is for them? 8-9. Oof. 17 From and 14. where they were. 17 and 14. That's, I know. I, I, but two weeks ago, we're talking about a three seed. Yes. Now, no, I didn't buy it for a minute and said so mm-hmm. um, repeatedly. But the people that do this for a living had them as a three seed. And for them to fall that quickly, that far, down to an 8-9, ugh. Look at them. Maybe that's what they deserve. It doesn't look like it. I get it. Last year, they did the same thing. I've heard it over and over. Mm-hmm. I've read it time after time after time. Who's going to – who's Brockington? You don't have anybody that can put the ball on the floor and take it to the rim. And, you know, I mean, Holmes tries. Yes. Lipsy tries. Kalsher's going to do his business from the outside. Kuntz from the outside. Um, you just don't have anybody that can put the damn ball on the floor. Instead of settling, you pass, you throw it around, you settle for a jump shot. Usually a contested jump shot. I don't know. I don't know. What's going on with Caleb Grill? I don't know. There's more than just the yes, back injury, isn't there? I, I think there is. I absolutely think there is. Is it a frustration level? I, is it a malcontent? There, uh, both maybe. This doesn't feel right. Nope, it doesn't. It doesn't feel right at all. There's something more with this kid, and I think it goes back to the you can you can trace it back to the West Virginia game when it started to come off the rails mm-hmm. that we saw it, at least. I don't know, Trent. I don't know. I've heard stuff. I don't know what what's going on. Uh, I wish I did, um, but. Um, Nobody wants to share. Senior night last night for eight seniors. Yeah. And you have eight seniors mm-hmm. and you can't get it done against an above average West Virginia team. Yeah, but still towards the bottom of the of, yes. of the uh, conference. Of those eight, four have remaining eligibility. Caleb Grill uh-huh. was on board, right. who's a non-entity. Right. Robert Jones. Yep. And Trey King. And Trey King. Of those four. Who does TJ want back? That's what I wonder. Um, Trey King got more run last night. Yeah, in the first half he seemed to. I'm not sure about his second half minutes. And had to stick back late. Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe Robert Jones, you, you want him back? because Just of, your backup center. Yeah, because he's a big body, right? right? I don't think you want Caleb Grill back. I don't. I know him and TJ, apparently, according to Chris, they're very, very close. Mm-hmm. He says so on these airways all the time. Maybe too close. Maybe. I, maybe yeah, I don't Maybe they're sick of each other. Mm-hmm. Well, more maybe. That maybe can he gets relationships too. Maybe or maybe he gets um, special treatment. Mm-hmm. Per, maybe right. special treatment. Just all speculation mm-hmm. here, but of those four, all with eligibility, they yep. can come back. Yep, that's something that popped into my head last night. How many of those guys are going to be asked back? 
Well, that's just it. Maybe that's why they all went through it last night, because I think there's going to be some difficult decisions to be made. Mm-hmm. He's bringing in another good recruiting class. I mean, the following year, same thing again. He does a good job in the portal. Always does. Always does. And then he, if, if indeed those four aren't back, he's got uh, uh, shopping possibilities to go out there and you know fill up that cart and Absolutely. fill up that roster, because he can bring them together. We see that. Yes. Work with them during the offseason. They know what they want, uh, what it's going to take to play at Iowa State. I think that the, I think him and TJ TJ and Grill are are very very close, and I think that that's kind of um, if what I'm hearing is 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 right has led to some um, special treatment. Gotcha. Put it that way, special treatment, special treatment, and that can rub people certainly mm-hmm. the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And here we go into the final stretch. You know, we talked about Osun yesterday. Man, he was not very good. No, he just they don't give him touches. Yeah. I know he's he can he's not he's limited. They, you know what? Maybe maybe you know what? Here, here's what. Let me throw this out there. Maybe January was clouded everybody's opinion of this team. Maybe they weren't really that good. Yeah, that they were finding a way. Um, they they overachieved, and maybe this is the real Iowa State team because they got off to a great start. Let's let's recall. But remember, look at their wins. Look at their wins at home. They beat Texas at home. Kansas Baylor at home. I mean, three heavy heads. They knocked them off all at, at Hilton, and then these two bottom feeders come in, and you know, senior night, last Saturday home game of the year, Oklahoma pounds them, and we saw what happened last night. And you look at the totality of the resume. That Villanova win when they won that first game. Oh boy, mm-hmm. well, that was Villanova without Justin Moore. We mm-hmm. see they're a different team. Yep. They're frankly not very good. Go to the next one, North Carolina, right. number one team in the country, who may or may not make the tournament. Probably will. I think they found their way back into it. But still, I agree with you. St. John's came in undefeated. They're a middling Big East team at best. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot of depth there of the non-conference resume that we thought was incredibly good. It's pretty ho hum. Baylor got him at the right time. Baylor was zero three to start the conference. They got him at the right time. Mm-hmm. Cryer was out that game, if I recall. Cryer was out, uh, but got him at the right time. Absolutely. Texas Tech got him at the right time when they were really struggling. Texas emotional win. All the credit. Great win. Mm-hmm. Hunter Kansas. back in your building. You know you're going to get an effort. The crowd was in full throat. He got Kansas at the right time. Well, you get Kansas though. You can. I mean, even if it's a bad can a bad Iowa State team, mm-hmm. when Kansas shows up. All bets are off, right? They're, they're going to play them. And we've seen it before. We've seen better Kansas teams come in here and get beat by Iowa State teams. There's depth, but maybe not the same kind of depth when you dig in a little bit deeper. Who can you count to score? I mean, Kalsher yesterday was the guy. Yes. Now, when, when's he going to be the guy the next time? Mm. I mean, how many games are you going to have to go before you get that Gabe Kalsher again? In he was great in the first round night. of the tournament, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. Trent, he went out of the game with his third foul, and I give CJ, uh, CJ, TJ credit for... I mean, Fran McCaffrey's on the bench, right? And TJ gambled, uh, left him in there, and it bit him in the you-know-what. Um, and they were up 15-13, I want to say, when Kalsha went out of the game and were outscored like 27-12 to in the final. Well, he sat on the bench for the, till the, till the mm. end of the first half. So the lead was blown. Uh, they went to the locker room down eight. Um, came out, starts hitting shots, and to his credit, I mean, he only picked up one more foul in the yeah. game, so he didn't foul out. 
Uh, but it was it was you could notice when he wasn't in the basketball game last night because West Virginia was they didn't have that stopper on the floor that defensive stopper Stevenson went nuts in the game the kid off the bench Toussaint was incredible I mean Toussaint coming off the bench twenty five minutes made every one of his three throws and they were huge what was that final play drawn up. Or was it just a bad pass by Lipsy? I think it was. I he don't just, think that could have been a play. Please he tell just me overshot it. Because I think so. That was hideous. Yeah. Just chalk it up to a freshman making a mistake. Uh, yeah, maybe. Making a bad pass. Maybe. You need a three-pointer, the ball goes to the free-throw mm-hmm. line. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's hope that's not the way it was no, drawn. No, it couldn't have been drawn up that way. No, they, no. they had to know the circumstances yes. in the game. But for West Virginia to sweep in, that's a physical game. Tucson shows up at the press conference. He's wrapped up in ice. I'm clear, I'm guessing there were a bunch of ice bags for both teams last mm-hmm. night in that basketball game. But it's just not ending well, and I don't see that this is a team that's going to correct itself and get out of the Big 12. And I do think there's something to that, that once they get out of Big 12 play, we saw it last year, once they got to the Big Dance, they floundered down the stretch, they won a couple of games in the tournament, the matchups were favorable, the whistles were favorable. Maybe they'll get that again. It doesn't feel like that to me. I don't think there's a guy you can count on to score in this game, uh, on this team, rather. Kalsher was the guy last night. More power to him. Holmes, they both realized they're playing their final game in the building and uh, had a little extra oomph, and it showed last night. But Caleb Grill gave him absolutely nothing again. You saw who Shelby has them playing in the first round, right? I didn't even look. I just saw the five seed. Who do they play? Uh, shipped out to Sacramento uh-huh. with the Drake Bulldogs awaiting. Mm-hmm. How, How did I miss that? How about that? Shelby Mast, who will join us at 1150. <laughs> we get Iowa State Drake in his bracket. Winner of that one gets the winner of Gonzaga and Utah Valley in the round of 32. That'd be pretty good, huh? That would be good. little buzz. Mm-hmm. Drake getting their shot mm-hmm. after years well, and gotta years. Got to win in St. Louis. <laughs> got to win in St. Louis, absolutely. But Who does he have coming to Des Moines? Coming to Des Moines in Shelby's bracket, uh, Texas will be making the way north as the number two uh-huh. seed in the south region. They get Vermont. Who's the one coming? Uh, and then oh, it, it's Kansas. And yeah, so Texas, Vermont, along with Illinois and Florida Atlantic in Des Moines, and then the other bracket, Kansas Grambling State and Michigan State, who was here four years yeah, ago, liked it. taking on Auburn and Bruce Pearl. We get a storyline, right? That would be good. Get Bruce Pearl coming back to good. the state of Iowa. Storylines. Mm-hmm. They always seem to pop up. You know, you, you always hear the people with the crazy theories, right? The conspiracy theories and the tinfoil hats. Oh, you know, they put these two teams together. Well, there's a lot of intertwined college <laughs> really? basketball. Really? You can make a lot you of can, things. If you, if you really look deep and peel back one layer yes. of the onion, you can find a whole bunch of them. Could we get Iowa, Nevada in a first round match? There you go. Please. Would be awesome. Would okay. be awesome. But I don't know if I could handle losing to that. <laughs> Losing to Alford, oh, that would be ugly. Uh, so uh, I guess the best case scenario, and I don't give Iowa much chance tonight. In fact, I don't give them a chance tonight. Hopefully they'll beat Nebraska on the weekend and maybe win a game or two there. But Shelby has them right now as Team 27 firmly on the seven line. Maybe they work their way to a six. I don't think that's without the realm of possibility. We shall see. Let's get Mike. Uh, oh, Mike in Waterloo. This should be good. Uh, hi, Mike. Welcome. How you been? Oh, pretty good. You know what? Where's Eli King? What, what's Great going question. On there, I tell you, the guy was a uh, Notre Dame wanted him to play football. You can't tell. Me. Uh, he's not as good as Fred Hoiberg's kid. And I've been watching Nebraska. 
And I tell you, that Hoiberg's a hustle. He is. He's a fun player to watch. Crazy. Yeah. No, he's Sam Hoiberg's good. What's that? Sam Hoiberg's a fun watch. I agree with you. Yeah, isn't he? Yep. You can't. You know, Eli King's athletic. Why doesn't he get off the bench? Because I've saw he can hit free throws. And these guys are shot. Let's face it, that defense wears on those guys. And then our coach has got our center in the in the game at the last five minutes of the game. He cannot hit free throws. This team is not going anywhere because they can't hit free throws. What do you guys think? I think I've never heard you this down on an Iowa State yes. team in my life, Mike, and I appreciate yeah. the phone call and good to hear from you. Um, Look, Eli King's not going to be a cyclone next year. I think that would be a I don't even know if a miracle you want to use that word with him. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's a long shot at best that Eli King is a cyclone after this year. And does he have a brother? Is there a brother coming? I'm not sure. I think there is. I think there's a younger brother with Eli okay. King. Or um, I don't know. I just, it, just, it hasn't worked out. It hasn't worked out. Nope. This guy arrived with a... I mean, of the freshmen that we that were uh, a part of this class. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, there was a lot of chatter how good Eli King is going to be. I was a part of that. I loved seeing him. I saw him in an AU event. I loved the the grit, the tenacity mm-hmm. that he had. He, I told you, I think during the summer, it's going to be a guy that Big 12 fans are going to grow to hate yeah. over the next four years. Well, here we are a year into it, and he can't get off the nope. bench. Nope. Uh, again, he is a shooter. He's a scorer. He's got a little flair to his game. Is it... A freshman not playing defense at the level. Well, if he can score the score the damn basketball, don't they need that? Well, and that's what you continue to wonder, right? I mean, do you go too far? Yes, this is your identity. This is what TJ is building there, uh-huh. this defensive identity. That's what we're going to be. But ultimately, A, I think Mike brought, brought up a great point, too. As we've seen these flounderings in February now, and we have the Fran fade, are we going to have to talk about, I don't know, the TJ flub in February, something like that? Is it that defense that they play and just how much think effort it takes, it takes its that you just don't have anything left by mm-hmm. the end of the season? I think there's something to that. I, I think it's something that definitely has to be looked at because... That's why I think if they get bounced, in, and I hope they play Wednesday, get an extra day, and they're trending toward playing Wednesday. This is the long shot that they play Wednesday. There's a pretty good chance they're going to be in the Wednesday game in the seven game. And if they lose there, so what? Right. So what? You get home, you get you're in the tournament. Now, if you lose Wednesday, you're probably on the... I think 8-9. You really do, huh? 17-14. and 14. I know yeah. it's it's the simplest part of the equation, and I know there's going to be plenty of people that say, you're an idiot for saying that. I completely understand. And in a way, if I was in your spot, Cyclone fan, I'd probably be saying the same thing because the totality of the resume says that they should be better than an 8 or 9 seed. I mm-hmm. completely agree with you. I just think this committee is going to struggle to get past that final number. And that right at the top of the sheet, that is what's there. 17 and 14. 14 L's on there. Even as good as most of those 17 wins are. And they are good. A lot I, of them. Really good. I think good. they're going to come back yep. to that. And looking at Eli King as a prospect. What's too. their worst? Go ahead. He uh, he had some good offers. He was top 150 player 24-7. He was 88th at arrivals. I mean, this, this was a big-time prospect. Mm-hmm. And he... Just can't get out there on the floor when they need scoring. Mm-hmm. And he just can't get out there. I think it's the defense, though. It has to be. A loss to UConn, lost to Iowa in the non-conference portion of the schedule. So those were their two losses. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them were bad losses. Nope. Uh, they lose to Kansas by a bucket. Oklahoma State beats them by two. Missouri, they got crushed. Mm-hmm. Missouri, they, you know, was that the beginning of the end? They, had, they, won, they beat Kansas, though. But again, yeah, it's a really nice win, but... You always give Kansas yes. fits at Hilton. Uh, a lot worse teams than SIWA State. Uh, without team. a doubt. 
has without a doubt given good Kansas teams problems. Beat T, uh, lose to West Virginia, lose at Oklahoma State, uh, beat TCU at home, lose to Kansas State, lose to Texas, lose to Oklahoma, lose to West Virginia. <sighs> You're looking at if it plays out, lose to Baylor, lose in the first round, a six game losing streak, eight of your last nine. 10 of your last 12. 2 and 10 of your last 12 But aren't games. we told that it doesn't matter the, the way you've been finished? told that. Right? I still don't believe it. Because mm-hmm. we've been told many times, and there are too many examples of teams struggling at the end of the season that don't get to the... Or teams playing well at the end of the season. That's that the other way. That don't get the bump. That don't get the bump. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will uh, talk more about this. Dave Sproul coming up on the other side, 1430 KASI. It's just frustrating, right, to, for yeah. Cyclone fans. And, and you know what? Chris pointed this out on Saturday, Chris Williams, when he was uh, taking um, – and I don't know, it wasn't an unfair shot. I'm not even sure he was taking a shot. It was more of a statement that, like, if you're not going to – if the students aren't going to show up in the uh, 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 seats up at the uh, top of the upper deck, sell them. Yes. I saw a panoramic shot. I don't know. I saw. I was on Twitter. I don't know who took it. Uh, of Hilton last night, place was packed, except for mm. the student section toward the top of the upper deck, and there were row upon row of empty. But the other, you know, nosebleeds, mm-hmm. they were all full. Yeah, all full. Sell them. Students don't want to support the team. Sell them. You can. Uh, you, know, you find people who snap up those tickets. <laughs> They're pretty popular names, let's yes. face it. Uh, it's 11.30, Dave Sproul next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Miller and Condon, let's get right to Dave Sproul, 14.30 KASI. Covers Iowa State, men, women's basketball, little Cyclones as well. Didn't they play? When did they play? I'm not sure. Let's ask Dave Sproul. Hello, Dave Sproul. Trenton Ken, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing well. Where are the little Cyclones at? They will play in Nevada tonight to take on Linmar in the Substate Final. Nice. So, big spot for you. I mean, for the squad, you'll be calling the game. Uh, but a yeah, big, yeah, big spot for me, too. A big spot for you, too. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, let's get to last night. What was the mood like after the game, Dave, in the press conferences? Uh, I would say was really down, uh, particularly uh, Jaron Holmes and, and Gabe Kalsh, those guys that came out to talk with the media afterwards. And uh, you could you could tell they were going through it, man. They they took that loss pretty hard. Uh, there was senior night. Yeah. Neither of those guys, you know, and, and Jaron said, you know, this is his one chance to play at this level and to play with that team and how much he loved those guys and wanted wanted to win for himself and his fellow seniors. And, and, and Gabe Kalsh has put his heart and soul into this program mm-hmm. the last couple seasons. And so those guys... They took it hard, and, and it sounded like, you know, it was a pretty emotional locker room from what T.J. Otzelberger said as well. So, uh, you know, obviously a lot of frustration with the way that game turned out last night. Posed the question to Ken earlier. Four guys still have eligibility remaining out of that senior group. We have Trey King, Caleb Brill, Hassan Ward, and Robert Jones. Of those four, who is the most likely even to come back for another season in a Cyclone uniform? Yeah, it seems like Hassan Ward doesn't really have much of a role on this nope. team at the moment. But the other three, I think it's all it's very uh, reasonable to think that those guys can come back and, and might want to come back. I don't see them as NBA draft picks by any stretch. Yep. Maybe yep. there's an opportunity for them overseas that they, they can't uh, pass up. But the way that uh, those guys have played, uh, you know, TJ loves uh, the effort and the leadership those 
you know, the two veterans have shown, and King has been a, you know, big time team guy. He had to sit out that year, and the guys have nothing but good news, good things to say about how he handled that and what he added to the team when he became eligible. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, any or all three of those guys uh, return, but I, I, Hard to imagine Ward coming back at this point. You know, uh, Kalsher and Holmes, as bad as it was last night for them to end like that, that's the sixth straight year that they've lost on senior day at home. That's weird, isn't it? That is very weird. Six, I didn't realize that. I didn't either. I six mean, straight years. Enough, yeah, to, to, to swallow some of the home losses that Iowa State has taken through the, the last few years, even go back to the end of the, the prom era. And I, I know they lost every right. you know, yeah. conference home game in that, that last season, but... It's hard. It's just you, you get so accustomed to the idea of Hilton Magic and Iowa State winning so many games at home. You can't even imagine the, even on a senior night coming up with an L. Do you think it's um, the way they play the game? The 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 ask the TJ of his team to you know the the effort on the defensive end of the floor. Is it take a toll? Is this? I guess where I'm going is this team just gassed, Dave? I mean, West Virginia and Oklahoma come into. To Hilton, those should be wins. You're better than those teams. You have better rosters, even though they struggle offensively. I think they have better rosters. Uh, is it is it fatigue that's catching up with this team? Uh, to some degree, certainly. I think that Oklahoma game uh, it showed. I, I that was a listless team that just did not have its head in the game and didn't seem to be physically up for you know trying to go up and down the court for 40 minutes. Uh, and you know, physical fatigue fatigue leads to mental fatigue, and we've seen plenty of that. Mm-hmm. You know, mental mistakes. You know, during this stretch for Iowa State, and so that's part of it. Now, they came out in the second half last night and showed an energy yeah. level that was Good remarkable. To see. Uh, really, yep. yeah, uh, especially when Kalsher was able to be on the floor and work around the foul trouble. Uh, they they had an energy to them, and then the last four minutes it seemed to go away. And Iowa State did nothing, especially on the uh, offensive end. They didn't score until uh, from the under four timeout until there was 10 seconds left of the game. They didn't mm-hmm. score a single bucket. So, you know, part of it, yeah, it's mental, it's physical, it's part of the strain. I, I know TJ and his staff, they try to manage it as much as possible. You know, the stretches and practices when they go 100% become shorter as the, the season goes along. That's pretty standard, I think, for every basketball program. Uh, at the college and even high school level, but I, I, I got to imagine, yeah, there's there's something of a mental fatigue there, and it's not a very deep bench for Iowa State. Right. Yep. Maybe that'll change with some of the recruits coming in, but um, it's it's tough. It is a tough ask to put for these guys to try to put uh, consistent effort together every night. But the way you know it's gone to another level these last uh, few weeks for Iowa State uh, with just the the lack of when you, you want to call it energy focus, whatever uh, that just hasn't been there. Dave, I know it's not in a vacuum. It depends on what else happens across the country. But if this thing ends in a, with a thud, lost to Baylor, bounced in the first game of the Big 12 tournament, 17-14, and 14, what seed do you believe they're going to be in the NCAA tournament? Oh, I don't have enough expertise on this. <laughs> uh, I, I, that's why I click on every uh, bracketology <laughs> yes. link I come across this time of year because yeah. I'm relying on the experts to guide me. But, you know, something in that... Six seven range kind of looks like it's on the table uh, where it was not too long ago. You're talking about a top three seed, and that just it's not just the losses too. It's who you lost too. I mean, Oklahoma being the last place team, and maybe one of the two teams in this league that don't don't make the tournament. West Virginia is a, a fringe tournament team uh, right now, whether they're last four in or last four out, however you want to look at that. Uh, those are those are losses that don't uh, that that ding you more than other losses. Uh, during the course of the Big 12, and that's probably a reason why they've taken a big hit 
in some of the seeding projections the last couple of weeks. Do you, do you, when you're around this team, and uh, is if you think back to this time last year when they were going through it at the end of the regular season, and then they got bounced in the first round of the tournament, only to, you know, to find uh, to, to find enough to to get to the second weekend to get to the Sweet Sixteen. Does it feel similar, Dave, or is this team more spent than you can recall last year's being? Maybe an unfair question to ask you to think back and get in their heads for a, a year uh, removed. But any similarities that you can uh, think of? Yeah, it, it, you're really testing my memory because <laughs> trying to think back to what happened a year ago is a challenge for me. But um, I, I think this team is definitely – I've got to be careful how I word this because I, I just don't want to embarrass anyone and I don't want to say anything that I don't know for certain. I think, I think a big part of it, you know, for this season's team, I'll give the guys credit when they've come out and talked about it. They've handled themselves really, really well. It's obviously hard to hide the emotions that they were feeling last night, but – we talked to them after practices, you know, leading up to games, and and they seem to you know take all the questions and 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 deal with them in a, for lack of a better term, professional manner. But I don't think that's really an issue. And I think I think it's a team that that wants to be focused. They really try uh, to be focused, and they give a lot of effort. But as TJ mentioned, you know, last night in his his post game press conference, there's a difference between just playing with effort and having a, a focus and direction. To, to place that energy in right now, that that just isn't there for this team. So it all comes down to really what I mean. You, they can talk a good game off the court and give them credit for 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 speaking up and and being willing to face the media. But at the heart of it, it's what they show on the court that's going to make a difference in in how they play this season. We we know what we've seen on the court, and it just it hasn't been enough. To, to get over the hump here late in the Big 12 season. No, no doubt about it. So two games left for Fennelly's gals. They've got Kansas and then Texas Tech. When, when is senior day for them? Is that this? It's got to be this weekend. Is it Saturday or Sunday? That'll you... be, yep, Saturday at Hilton, Saturday afternoon. Good stuff. Well, they finished with a couple of winnable games. Not going to win the uh, the conference crown. I think that is out of reach at this point, but still a pretty good year for uh, Bill Fennelly and his gals to overcome the injuries that they did one in particular. That was just a crushing blow, but uh, they're going to be well-suited to hear their name called on Selection Sunday as well. Dave Sproul, 1430 KSI. Dave, thanks for doing this. Appreciate you coming on today. Always a pleasure, guys. Good to talk to you. Dave Sproul, 1430 KSI. It's where Iowa State plays in Story County. Good stuff out of Dave Sproul as we uh, take another look at Iowa State. <sighs> Keep on the six line. If they they got to beat Baylor, right? If they beat Baylor, oh, yeah. If they beat Baylor, are they safe? Oh, absolutely. I think so too. I mean, I, I think they're right back into the four or five seed conversation. You, the, if you win that road game, absolutely. I'll go five with you. I'm not sure. I go four. Look at the other resumes. Yeah. Baylor hasn't been. I mean, they're not, they're not lights out well. lately, no. right? And it was right they're as we were both. Well, I bought Baylor. Yeah, pulling hamstrings, <laughs> jumping on the bandwagon, and kind of gone back in the tank. Same thing with Oklahoma State. And they've gone the wrong way. I was panicking uh, that Saturday, two Saturdays ago, because I couldn't find my damn phone. Oh, no. And I wanted to get on and, and, and bet more Baylor when they were up 15 or whatever it was on Kansas and Lawrence. Since then? Well, George is out. Is he? Is he? Is not a, I don't think it's a significant. No, Sounds day to dayish. Yeah. So maybe even back Saturday. Oh, well, then wouldn't that be typical, right? We'll take a timeout. So if they win this weekend, and it certainly doesn't feel like they will, but if they do, um, then any talk of seven eight, I think, is yeah, out the door. Absolutely. All right, Shelby Mast will help us out on that. He's about bracketwag.com. Bracketwag.com. He does the brackets for the Gannett newspaper chain. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point. Bacon.
and welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Uh, every Tuesday at this time, as we inch our way to Selection Sunday, Shelby Mass, who is at the BracketWag.com. That's Shelby's site. He updates his bracket each and every night. BracketWag.com. He does the brackets for the Gannett newspaper chain, and he's with uh, Miller & Condon. Trent Ken, Shelby, as always, thank you. Want to start with Iowa State, who just uh, seemingly a few days ago was on the three line. You have them as your last five, so team uh, what would it be? Team seventeen? No, team uh, to team nine twenty? Whatever. Uh, they're on the five line and clinging to the five seed. Shelby trending towards six seven. Was was that fair? Yeah, that is. I didn't it would be possible a couple of weeks ago, but boy, the bottom has dropped out, and uh, other teams around them are keeping their head above water or moving up. And so those two things combined is going to drop it. So, Shelby, we don't know what's going to happen uh, with Baylor this weekend. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen in the first round of the Big 12 tournament. But let's do this hypothetical. If it does go right and they and they continue their losing ways, uh, they lose to Baylor, they lose in the first round, what's the worst that seed they could be? Is there a chance they could fall right through the six and end up seven and eight? What would that take? I think an eight is a real possibility in that scenario, and that's one they don't want because in the second round it's against a one seed. Uh, I a couple weeks ago I said I would see six as the worst. You know, I could see eight, more than likely seven, but it that all depends on other teams also. Let's go to the other side of the state where the Hawkeyes reside. An improbable comeback win against Michigan State. They're down on a seven seed for you right now, Shelby, but their metrics have taken a hit here recently as we've seen Michigan, who they have a home win against. They've dropped down in the net rankings down uh, to number, what, 34. Rutgers has dropped out of the top 30 to 31. These teams can all improve, obviously, and get back into the top 30, but they go from eight quad wins down to four. That makes that resume look a lot more flimsy, doesn't it? It kind of does. I, I don't. I don't want to say I disagree with uh, the committee on this, but I don't like how one day a team could be a quad one win, the next day mm-hmm. it'd be a quad right. two, and it changes your whole resume. I mean, you beat that team, no matter where they're ranked. If they're good enough, it should be a good win. And I, I think the metrics have taken hold of this thing too much. I'm with you. Um, it was good to see after Drake got beat by Bradley this weekend. Bradley wins the outright Missouri Valley Conference regular season. Now we know that matters not not at all anymore. Now that they're in St. Louis, whoever wins the tournament gets the bid. Uh, you have Drake winning the tournament, apparently, because you have them as a 12 seed in the tournament. No way that despite Bradley winning the, the regular season, that if it's a close loss, we've talked about this before, but we had it the other way. We thought that Drake would beat Bradley. They didn't. What would it take for Bradley to get in, assuming Drake would beat them on Sunday in a close one? I don't think the Missouri Valley is getting too big. Uh, as much as I'd like to see it, I just think that the – They've had a down year, so to speak, for their standards. They don't have a, a dominant team to for everybody to look up to, uh, and so that's going to hurt it because their their net ranking is not as high as what others have been in the past, and they barely snuck in. I think that's going to hurt it. So we uh, see 
those mid-majors make it a run. Florida Atlantic has been an incredible story. Mm-hmm. They're putting together a historic year. If they lose in their conference tournament, though, I mean, how good, how solidly into the tournament are they right now if they get bounced in conference tournament play? I think they're probably in, but I wouldn't guarantee it. Mm-hmm. I've got them on the pin line, yep. and that's kind of iffy territory if a bunch of bubble teams rise up and mm-hmm. have good weeks or next two weeks, and that could push them down. But I think if everything stays like it is and they lose in their tournament, they're probably looking at a 10 to 11 seed in the end. Hmm. When you watch Purdue play, Shelby, um, they I mean Indiana certainly has got their number. Indiana has Iowa tonight in Bloomington. When you watch Purdue, you have them on the two line now. Um, they're probably still. I mean, I I I think it would probably be a long shot for them to fall any further than that, right? A team that for the longest time was right up there, maybe is the number one overall seed. Two now, can it get worse? I don't think so. I just there's not enough games left. And of those games, they're going to be against good teams, except probably the first round of the tournament, Big Ten tournament. So if they were to lose that one, that would probably ding them a little bit. But I don't think it's enough to knock them down to the three line. So we see uh, the WCC regular season title on the line last Saturday with Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Uh, St. Mary's is such an interesting case because you look overall – not a whole lot in the non-conference. They do have, of course, the win against Gonzaga in the regular season, but though the WCC is better, it's not great. Get advanced analytics. Love this team. They're the number eight team right now at Ken Pomeroy. What do we know about the selection committee for a team that maybe their overall resume doesn't match up with the predictive measures as they've moved on now to the net system? What do we say about a team like St. Mary's? I, this is where the metrics are going to play a big part, and you don't know. I mean, how could they be ranked eighth? I'm nothing against them, yeah. but they play the same competition that others have played. And so that, that makes it tough to get a good feel for them. I think they're a good team. I think they can do some damage. But is that enough, just the metric, to send them up to the five line or the four line? I, I don't know. That's where all this kind of really eats at me. Uh, your number one overall seed, Shelby, we got 20 seconds left, so I better make it quick. Alabama, they don't get to the SEC championship game. Kansas wins the Big 12 tournament in addition with the regular season. Could Kansas be the number one overall seed? I think so, it, but on the reveal, they had Alabama a clear one and Kansas a, a, the fourth number one. So that'd be a big climb for Kansas, but you look at the resume, and you can't deny it. Bracketwag.com. That's Shelby's bracket. He updates it each and every day. Iowa State a 5, Iowa a 7, Drake hanging in as a 12. Shelby, we'll talk to you in seven days. Shelby Mass, Bracketwag.com. Thank you, sir, as always. You bet. Thank you, guys. Yep, talk to you next week. Hour 2, Adam Emenecker kicks it off. We're going to talk some baseball with Matt Snyder. Trent's plays of the day. Miller and Condon, 106.3 KXNO.